The Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation, hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Welcome to the Popo Report. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre, Saturday night in Chicago. Turning back the clocks tonight, Lupe. Get another hour of darkness on each end. Wow, it's finally here, huh? It's here. It's here, and it's here for a while to stay. But in Popo News, a lot happening this week. A lot of tragedy again around the country. A lot of tragedy, but some great Popo News. A lot of heroes, too. Boy, there sure is. First responders, uh, paramedics, EMS, amazing. They saved saved lives. Let's talk about Pittsburgh. So people go to synagogue on Saturday in Pittsburgh. They're praying they do what you do at synagogue. Maniac walks in there and opens fire with an AK-47. Kill a bunch of old people. I mean, people who have survived the Holocaust are in synagogue and they get murdered in the United States in 2018. It's a, it's a story that keeps repeating every, I want to say, every season, every four months. We get a tragedy like this, and it's a shame. Uh, it, it's a shame on the country. It's a black eye on the country. Oh, uh, this one's over the top. But the Popo, the Pittsburgh Popo, they were magnificent. They saved I don't know how many lives. Why? Because they responded, right? I mean, no hesitation. Running towards the fire. Every picture you see, you see the back of these guys going towards the tragedy and the, and the bad guy who's still shooting, an active shooter. They didn't wait for SWAT. They didn't wait for the National Guard. They ran into that synagogue, and they stopped that thing. And a bunch of them got shot up. Yeah. And this guy's shooting with a big gun, AK-47, going to do damage. They know it. They called it in immediate. They immediately knew what they were dealing with out there. And the Popo, all of them responded like true heroes. I mean, it was heroic stuff going on in Pittsburgh on Saturday. Paramedics diving in. Popo saved all kinds of lives. I mean, we can't, we cannot give them more praise for the way they acted in Pittsburgh. And the interesting part of, about that about that story is that the uh, city tactical paramedics, you know, we deal with paramedics all the time, EMS units. I've never heard of a city tactical paramedic team, trained paramedics who carry guns, who walk into situations like this because most of the time. They usually wait around, wait uh, on the perimeter, right, until uh, until the area is cleared. But here, no, they couldn't wait. They were packing, and they were going in to save lives. Very much like military medics, and and our, our civilian paramedics have resisted this whole "let's get armed, let's wear second chance vest, bulletproof vest." Right. They have not wanted to get involved in these things. And you're an expert on this. You've you, you've written you've written a book. And, and let me tell you, they don't overall. They consider themselves medical personnel. They don't want to get involved in law enforcement duties. But, but we live in a time where tactical paramedics are becoming unnecessary. they got to be able to protect themselves because they're walking in, the, in, in this particular case, an active shooter. And they got to get to the wounded. They've got to get in there to stop the bleeding, man. Right. I mean, listen, when you're shot, you're bleeding out, right? I mean, within minutes, you have to, 
Yep, you need life-saving equipment. You have to be rushed to the hospital. You can't wait or you can't sit around and just... Uh, you can't linger. Linger, You've exactly. got to jump on it and you got to save them. I mean, it, you're going to lose them at the scene or save them at the scene often. And these guys are going in suited up with the popo. And I, I just, I, they were magnificent. Uh, every, every news clip, every story, these guys just charged in there. Uh, they got shot up, and, and they did their job, and they saved I don't know how many lives, but a dozen maybe. And some of the... Some and, of the f- and they took out the bad guy. Yeah. Some of the first responders weren't even on duty. They were... Um, in the neighborhood? In the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, it's a regular Saturday, just doing, uh, doing what you do on your, on your day off, and they... They either heard gunshots, heard reports, and got ready, got suited up, and went to work. Well, and their chaplain got shot. Right. I mean, everybody who had a badge or a dog in the fight responded magnificently and heroically in Pittsburgh and saved a lot of lives. They took out the bad guy. Uh, If anyone finds fault with these guys, what they did, and women... I, I can't even imagine what it would be because they were just as good as it gets. And and you know what? This should be used as training films everywhere. This you, is how you respond to this stuff. Right, textbook. You mentioned that uh, various departments have resisted uh, going on full tactical. Is this in, uh, in Pittsburgh, as opposed to, say, the Midwest, uh, the West Coast, is this unusual? This is the first um, of a major... Uh, uh, paramedic unit like pittsburgh's big town that's the first i've heard of them going tactical some of the smaller areas are doing it because as you know law enforcement's a long you know you're out in the county and they might be 20 30 minutes away and the ambulance is responding they're out there by themselves and and you got to have the ability to protect yourself that that's the problem paramedics are getting attacked on on a fairly routine basis and it's they're responding by going tactical they're getting the training they're getting vest that's what they're doing pulling bodies out, and going back and getting back in the fight. That's right. you got to get in the fight. It's a basic rule of combat. If someone's shooting, you better get in the fight and get in it now. And where, where, did we, where do we see this not happening? School shootings. Huh? Guy sitting in a parking lot. He's going the other way. They're, not, they're waiting for SWAT to show up an hour later while kids are getting shot in there. It, we're learning the lessons from these mass shootings, and, and it is you have to engage, and you got to stop it. you got to take the fight to them as soon as you know about it. Ever since uh, Columbine, uh, we've we've learned that you right. can't just sit around. It's a disaster. We st- we just saw it happen in Florida not too long ago, and a b- bunch of kids got shut up. Right. The school resource officer w- was uh, missing in action. But on the other hand, uh, outside of Rockford not too long ago, we had a school resource officer who saved a bunch of lives because he engaged a gunman quickly and he and uh, and stopped him. So that guy did his job. Kudos to him. Uh, but in a lot of other places, they're not doing their job. But this tactical thing is critical. And it's, it, it's important for everybody to start responding to these mass shootings like this because you're going to save a lot of lives. Great job. I'm sure a lot of departments around the country are going are gonna to respond and uh, probably start looking into uh, getting more tactical. Well, I, I think Chicago's looking into it. I don't know when it's going to happen. It's probably going to have to be a change in the law, though, for it to happen. And you've got to deal with the union and all, uh, all the other usual bureaucratic mess. Well, from uh, one tragedy um, to uh, another that was averted, this guy at a, out of Florida. Had a pipe bomb guy. Pipe Sending bomber. pipe bombs to everybody you can uh, find an address on. And 
Good news. FBI jumped on this thing, the uh, Joint Terrorism Task Force out of New York City. Uh, magnificent law enforcement response. They ID'd him within 48 hours. They picked up a fingerprint. Thank God for stupid criminals. He left right? a lot of he left out a lot of clues. You know, this DNA, guy was, he wasn't too he wasn't too bright. Maybe maybe he wanted to get caught. Uh, I doubt if he wanted to get caught. You think so? Yeah, he he's probably look, looking to. Uh, hell, I, he, I think he wanted to be famous. He certainly is that, isn't he? How about this? He probably he was bound to get caught. Oh, he, this guy was going to get caught. He's not the Unabomber. Unabomber was a, 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 in reality, a genius. A genius. Yes. Th- this guy, no one's going to accuse him of being a genius. This guy's uh, working the Chippendales nightclub. And, uh, yeah, so. Well, thanks for getting us started, uh, Paul. On the turnaround, we're going to continue with the Popo Report on WLSAM 890. See you in a bit. Bad of the bone. WLS 890 AM, Chicago, Saturday night. Here we go. Shooting up the expressways again. Keep telling you, stay off the highway. You already get a bulletproof car. We had our 38th highway shooting of the year. And we got two full months left. We'll probably hit 50. Dan Ryan, it's it's dangerous. Listen, we, this is the third one in three weeks. It's like weekly. It's a weekly event. It's dangerous out there. Pay attention to your surroundings. Watch who's driving next to you. Watch how they're acting. Are they driving erratically? Are the windows open when it's 20 degrees out? Be careful. If you're nervous, pull over to the side of the road and let them get by you. Stay out of harm's way out there, people. It is dangerous on these expressways in Chicago. Running gun battles continuously. Another damn shame. You're a family. You're at, you live on the south side. You live any, on the west side. You're trying to get, you're trying to get the, down the loop. You're trying to hit up north. And uh, you're just you're just zigzagging, trying to avoid bullets. It's tough enough driving in this town. You right? got to calm down your <laughs> hey. kids, keep them from fighting amongst themselves uh, in the car, and then you got to yeah. you're trying to avoid bullets. You got truck drivers running you over if you cut them off. <laughs> they can't stop, and now you got running gun battles. But all kidding aside, I mean it is it is a serious thing. No, we're not kidding. This is bad news. This is tough out there, and it, it's it's you can't prevent it from happening. You can't prevent crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, you just got to be aware of your surroundings at all times. And the expressway is one of those places where you can't let your guard down. And, you know, if somebody cuts you off, just leave it alone. Just Walk keep away. Trying. Walk away. Just, it's not worth it. Just maintain, uh, you know, forward vision and uh, continue on. Don't let that bother you. They're probably hyped up and trying to, you know, do what they do. They just, do what they do is they shoot, and they shoot without any thought of what's going to happen when that bullet leaves the gun so tough on them highways we keep preaching it watch yourself out there it's a dangerous place in the chicago area and in this city dan ryan eisenhower bishop ford it doesn't matter where you're at they shoot and they shoot during the day and they shoot in the evening and they shoot at nighttime and they shoot early in the morning so it there's no time that you cannot be alert out there. Just maintain situational awareness. Absolutely. Uh, but unfortunately, our next story, you know, it, it comes with great sadness and a heavy heart that we have to report that another Chicago police officer committed suicide. Well, a detective uh, lives on the south side in Archer Heights area. They uh, found his body on Sunday. He committed suicide. It's the fourth uh, Chicago popo to do so this year. That's a lot of 
police suicides for one department. A young kid, 43-year-old detective. He almost hit 20 years on the job. He's not that young, but... 43? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you think it's 43 now because you're old, okay? <laughs> it's in your 20s. Are you kidding that, me? That's right, it is. But uh, there's a problem. Uh, law enforcement is a tough job. I mean, there's... EMS. A, a t- a, on a daily basis, you experience tragedy. You right. experience um, overwhelming sadness. You you see things that nobody else you see in stuff the general public... That would, no one else sees. You just see it on TV, and it's right. just a show. It's a TV, movie. TV doesn't count. But it's real life. Right. You just see agony. You right. see desperation. And this was a detective. I mean, he's been around. He's seen it all, done it all, right? He's uh, not, you know, he's not getting fresh crime scenes too often. He's showing up long after the fact. But it's a tough job. And the suicide is, is an occupational hazard for the popo. Always has been. Will continue to be. They don't like asking for help. There's a stigma attached in their mind. Right. You There's gotta- not. They don't want to ask for help. You can't talk about it. You uh, internalize it, and you uh, let it build up. And if you're having problems at home, you're having right. problems with your kids. Alcohol. It all adds up. Drug and abuse. You, you, yeah. You add other components. It be, truly becomes a crisis. And sometimes, uh, you, as a, you know, police officers are always helping other people. You're always trying to solve somebody else's problem. But they fail to realize that it, you, they, we need help, too. And you have to reach out. Not too many of your colleagues are going to walk up to you and say, you know, I'm feeling a little suicidal today. Got any, got any suggestions? I mean, you might say it to your partner, but for the most part, they're going to keep that to themselves, and it builds and builds. And, of course, then we have another officer taking their life. And it's really sad because, uh, tragically, they're taking care of everybody else's problems every day except their own. And just quickly want to mention that the uh, department does offer, they offer professional counseling uh, services. Um, it's called the... Uh, uh, and you could contact them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, family members, um, service members, you know, there is help available. And uh, hopefully uh, more help is on the way. Well, our next story, very interesting. We got to give them an A for effort, our, our little criminal defendants here. We have two identical twins. One's in jail doing basically life without the possibility of parole, doing 90-year sentence. He's never going to see daylight. And the other one is uh, getting ready to go on trial for another murder that happened during a home invasion. So what did they do, Lupe? What, what was the grand plan here with the tr- identical twins? Well, I guess the uh, one guy tried to, you know, he admitted to, to the, uh, the killing. Uh, the brother who is in jail. For 99 years. Gave an affidavit to right. uh, Karen Daniels, who's from the uh, Northwestern Innocence Project. Uh, stating effectively, uh, my brother, your client, didn't commit this crime. I did. I did. And they submitted that to court. One of our favorite judges. Oh, Vincent Gone. <laughs> Vinny Gone. And Vinny Gone, what did he say? Uh, your testimony was not credible. Nice, it was nice completely, tra- hey, that's a completely self-serving, uh, you know, hey, You're trying to save your twin brother. You got to give him an, it's an A for effort. And what do you have to lose? You're serving, you're serving <laughs> 99 years. That's what Vinny said. Then he said, hey, nice try, my friend. Not flying here. Not in Vinnie Gaughan's courtroom. And so that, that, that defense went down in flames pretty quick. But, you know, it's a nice try. They're identical. They look exactly alike. They're still relatively young. Uh, defense lawyers are going to try and sell that when they don't have anything else. 
and if Northwestern are uh, creative, if if nothing else over there at the Innocence Project. Oh, that's right. But uh, you know, that's a problem for Vinny. Vinny didn't like it. Vinny said, "Sayonara" with that defense. So it'll be interesting to see what what the next defense is that gets cooked up in this case, because that one went down in a blaze of glory. Well, from uh. Moving on from Judge Vinnie Gone, we're going to DuPage County where uh, we have a judicial board accusing another judge, a DuPage judge, of lying to police, retaliating a sex harassment uh, case. Now, this case just keeps getting worse for uh, Judge Patrick O'Shea, who's been in the doghouse. And he's on the ballot, too. He's on the ballot. Oh, yeah. We'll see, see if he gets retained. My guess is he will. But uh, the backstory is the judge was sitting in his apartment, uh, and he... Blast around off, goes through the wall. Fortunately, the neighbors next door aren't home. They do come home. They find a bullet hole. They call the popo, the wheat and popo, the wheat and popo. Come out there, talk to Judge O'Shea. Judge O'Shea says, uh, "I put a screwdriver through the wall." Right. Unfortunately, they found a bullet. Screwdriver defense. Judge O'Shea gets himself arrested. He smartly takes a bench trial. Yeah. And what happens? Found not well. He was found negligent. Not. Not reckless. Right. So Misdemeanor. Know, misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I, always, I always tell everybody, it's good to be negligent, but never reckless. You get away with a lot more. That's right. But now uh, he's got bigger problems. He's got the Me Too people on him now, right? He's got clerks accusing him of sexual harassment and then trying to browbeat other personnel in the courthouse, not the talk to investigators, that this is probably a more serious problem for him than the other one. And we'll continue to watch Judge O'Shea and see what happens out there with the Judicial Inquiry Board. Absolutely. On the, Pope, the Pope Report is underway on a Saturday night. You've been listening on WLS AM 890. And coming back, we're going to talk about a Dunkin' Donuts robbery, uh, a tragedy in Lake of the Hills, and stolen sausages. You've been listening to the Pope Report, WLS AM 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Welcome back, Chicago. Saturday night. Nice evening to be listening to the Popo Report. Heading downtown where we try to talk about uplifting things. But this this isn't bad. It's a happy ending to this one, right? Nobody got hurt. We all go to Dunkin' Donuts, folks. Most of us do anyways, unless you go to the other place. But Dunkin' Donuts is about every 500 feet in this city and suburbs. I mean, you, you can't walk three blocks without hitting one. And uh, apparently a uh, clown guy wanted to rob one. I'm telling you, they're Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts, uh, they're just the perfect target to, um, to get yeah. held up. They're generally open 24 hours, right? Yeah. Or at least till midnight most of the time. Uh, one or two people in there, a lot of immigrants don't speak great English, don't want to get involved. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, they're a good target. They're an attractive target. Uh, videos questionable if it's running or working at all. And so, you know, like businesses of that nature, people think it's easy money in there. A target of opportunity. Uh, the best thing to do is just to give it up. And, uh, this is, that's what the, um, the clerk did. And, uh, luckily, uh, Nobody got hurt. Yes, give it up, okay? Because the 200 bucks in the cash register is not worth your life. If they walk in, especially if they're wearing a clown mask and they have a gun in their hand, 
That's a clue. Bad things are getting ready to happen. Just walk over and start handing them dough. And ordinarily, somebody walking in with a clown suit, you'd kind of, you'd be suspicious and questionable. But it's during the Halloween season, so he probably, it was, you know, it was probably a couple minutes before he realized, oh my God, this guy is, you know, jacking me for some money. Well, listen, yep. Halloween season always brings up the armed robbery right out here because oh. you can wear a mask. The popo aren't going to think no. a lot of you walking on the street right. in a mask or a costume, right? Right. They can't. They, they, certainly can't stop everybody that's costumed out, face makeup, mask, what have you. So it's a great time to start robbing and stealing. You got an excuse to be, you know, conceal your identity. And as of uh, yesterday, police report, no arrest. Big shock. Big shock. I don't, I don't, maybe this one doesn't get solved unless he gets greedy and he starts robbing a bunch of other Dunkin' Donuts. Well, next up we have a... We have a tragic story. Unfortunately, another tragic story. This is uh, in Lake of the Hills. Restaurant owner shot dead. He was just hanging out on the uh, on the west side of Chicago, right? You know, lay, laying against his car, just just chilling. No, no, he was in a car. He's in a moving vehicle. Uh, Peter Rim, a very popular guy, owned two restaurants in Lake of the Hills, Bistro Wasabi, and El Cucino. Beloved by everybody. Nicest guy in the world. Fed the homeless. Fed people who couldn't afford it. Uh, took care of everybody, lo- beloved by his family. And he's riding on the street up on the north side on West Diversity, around 4100 block west. And some guys pull up next to him, and they're saying something. Peter had a hearing problem. Right. He couldn't hear what, you know, I mean, he had a serious hearing problem. And he rolls down his window, and he's, like, motioning, what are you saying? And right. he gets shot in the head. The guy pulls out a gun. 6.45 a.m. in the morning and shoots him in the head. Completely senseless. Hey, senseless. No reason. Once again, here we are on the streets and roads and byways, and this particular guy, because he's got a hearing impediment, gets himself killed. I just, listen, don't engage these people out there, folks. I don't care. It's dangerous. It is a, a, a wonderful human being. Life snuffed out because he couldn't hear I mean, th- this, is, this is as bad as driving on I-57 and catching a stray bullet, except uh, the guy that killed him meant to kill him. He's three feet away in another vehicle. No arrest in that case as well. No. And the, uh, the community's in Lake and the Hill, and his neighbors up on the north side are d- d- just devastated. It's just a horrible story. It's, uh, it's sad beyond belief, a wonderful entrepreneurial type of guy, good to the community, good to customers, good, good to his friends and family, generous beyond a fault, uh, on his way to work or going to get some food for the restaurant for the day, and he gets himself killed for no reason at all. Hopefully, uh, well, let's just hope uh, someone's uh, brought to justice. Let's hope some, an arrest gets made in that case. And I think there's a lot of heat on it. I think arrests will get made in that one. Someone will brag about it, do something stupid, and get themselves caught. Look at video in the area. Let's go on to a Downers Grove where, uh, oh, let me ask you a question. Hey, do you like sausages? Yeah, everybody in Chicago doesn't like sausages, loves right? sausage, unless you're a vegetarian and maybe you don't like sausage. But I love sausage, as we say in my neighborhood. And some guy, he won the World Series of uh, sausage theft, right? He took a ton. Well, well let's, let's start off by you leave your, uh, your trailer. You unhitch your trailer because, you know, you just... You know, it's not open. Let me just unhitch it so I could go and get a good night's rest. 
Nothing's going to happen to my trailer full of sausage. He takes off, comes back, trailer's gone. 40 foot, 40 magnificent feet in a big old <laughs> semi-truck loaded with sausage. Gone, man. Like, in the wind. He can't believe it. Where's my sausage truck? It's it's. That's a lot of money, too. That's a big theft. Not to mention the cost of the trailer and the cost of the sausage. Well, the sausage is, uh, uh, the trailer's only eight grand. Hey, you could replace the trailer with the insurance. I don't know. The sausage, sausage has insurance, right? Uh, well, travelers? You, you, I'm sure travelers are The independent truck drivers, a lot of times cover. the insurance thing uh, slips by. You know, these guys are not getting rich driving trucks these days. And uh, you park your truck you f- in the western suburbs, you figure it's safe for a few hours, uh, big mistake. That's a big problem. And that's a clue, right? Guys, if you're driving a truck, if you park it, park it in a secure parking lot. Right? It's not that hard to find one where there's security and... Park it near a police station. Hopefully the police aren't (laughs) sausage fans, but now they wouldn't steal a sausage truck, would they? No. 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 But be careful. Once again, be aware of your surroundings. You leave something out in in a parking lot, not well lit, no one's around... Uh, you might come back and your stuff is gone. It, this is just common sense. Well, we're going from Downers Grove over to Elsa, Paul, where we have uh, an officer. Well, the dash cam video was released, and we have an officer who shot a suspected drag racer after a man allegedly drove his car towards the officers. Hey, if a car, if, if, if I'm going to get hit by a car, I'm going to start shooting at it, right? Uh, you got 8,000 pounds of metal coming at you. You right better do you. something because if it hits you, you're generally dead. And uh, Popo, fortunately for them, it's all on camera. It gets captured. These guys are drag racing. The Popo have them pulled over. They're giving them directions. Here, here, here's a clue. When the police say, get your hands up, get them up. Because if they don't see them, they think there's something in your hand. And if they think there's something in your hand, there's a very good chance you're going to get shot. Now, if you hit the gas, and in this case, they're running in the squad cars trying to get a, get around them. Right. The popo are standing within inches. And, of course, the popo lit him up, shot him twice. He survived it, but he's lucky he survived it. And both officers have since returned to work. Hey, so. when you're caught, you're caught. Throw the hands up. Mm-hmm. Follow directions. No one will get hurt. Get a good lawyer. You might beat it. You don't beat it if you try and run over one of the Popo. Thanks a lot, Paul, my partner in crime. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WS AM 890. On the turnaround, we're going to go to Olympia Fields. And after that, we're going to examine crime and punishment around the nation. Back to the Popo Report, Saturday night, WLS AM 890. Don't forget to listen to us at WLS.com. Where are we at? Olympia Fields. Genteel suburb of Chicago. You know, this, this one really bothered me. Beautiful golf course out there. Yeah, this one really bothered me, though. I feel really bad for the young man. 18-year-old Jiren Mitchell. He's on, a, he's on an athletic scholarship at NIU. He just, a case of mistaken identity. The NIU up in DeKalb. DeKalb County. Just west of the city, not too far. Over by there. Over by there. A lot of good athletes get uh, scholarships at NIU. It's a good school, state school, right? What happened? Was a str- uh, he was what a happened out sport- in Olympia Fields? Mr. Mitchell, he's a three-sport uh, star, National Honor Society. 
member of the Rich Central High School in Olympia Fields. He was uh, he was at home. He gets a knock by the popo. A lot of popo showing up though, right? Yeah, they showed up because uh, apparently they were chasing a car. The car got away. Jaguar. Nice Jaguar. car. To, nice car to chase. Gold Jaguar. Yeah. And his, he's home with his grandma. Grandma's in the house, right? The state police show up. Yeah, she opens the door, and, you know, they start. The Olympia Fields police show up. Yeah. Uh, Matson police shows up. So we got a lot of police agencies at the front door, and it's, uh, my guess is it's getting heated pretty quick. I mean, (laughs) put yourself in her shoes. You get a knock at the door. You open the door. I'm sure they're like, you know, who who is this? Uh, You know, the police department. You open the door, and you you got a swarm of police officers A whole standing. bunch of them. And they're, let me tell you, when the popo are at the door like that, they're usually not in a good mood. So they don't want a lot of nonsense. They don't want to hear, I don't know. Well, no. for one, he whoever was driving the car gave him the slip. You know, that's kind of embarrassing. Not right? or ticked, right? <laughs> they're ticked. Exactly. And they show up at force out there in Olympic Fields. Very nice suburb. And unfortunately, our, our three sports stars there... And the guy, who's driving the car? I guess it's his brother, correct? Well, his, brother, it's his brother's ran. car, and he's driving it. We don't know if he was involved in well, this yeah, I mean, ran, chase. Here, this is what happens. You run the plate, and you get a name. You, right. get a, you get an owner's name. And an address. And an address, and that's all you have to go on, unless you, unless you get a, you know, a direct view of who's driving it. And I would imagine they didn't because they were behind them. They never caught up to them, right? They were chasing them. Jaguar must have a pretty nice engine and then outrun all that popo. The most you could determine is how many people are in the car. You could probably tell if he's black or white, but not necessarily. Windows might be really tinted dark. Exactly. You you don't know what's going on inside that car, right? Exactly. So you show up at the house and you're pretty heated. And we know the popo aren't all that polite. At these moments, they're ticked. But all we have right now, this is a traffic infraction. Yeah, you're probably, right. yeah, you're, you're, you're fleeing, you know, you're uh, probably going at a higher rate of speed, but essentially, we don't, this is a nonviolent crime. I mean, it's reckless. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, right. absolutely. But the guy got away. You'll get him another day. That's right. That's, that's, if you're the popo, that's how you have to think. You can't, exactly. you can't get, you just can't go DEFCON 4. Over a bad traffic thing. No one got killed. No little kids got ran over. They didn't slam into the side of a bus. They're ticked because they didn't catch him. So they they run the plate. They go to his house. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure this is this is another scenario that probably happened. So they 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 start the chase. They run. They run the. They run the plates. And I'm sure within within seconds that chase is called off. Well, there's policies, right? Exactly. And, and when the chase, when it reaches a certain uh, speed limit, uh, you, you have to get a supervisor involved. Exactly. He's got a supervisor. Okay to chase. They have to monitor. Right. And uh, is it is it worth uh, no, running I, somebody I, over? Is I it worth getting into an accident? I've, I've worked a lot of these cases over yeah. the years, right? Police are chasing people, and it accelerates instead of decelerate. What I'm saying is quit yeah. chasing them. Let, kick them loose. Let them go. If you get the plate, you're lucky. If a camera uh, control device picks them up, you you know who it is. At least in Chicago, that's that's the that's the standard uh, uh, policy for it, a ch- and, and Chicago police officers. And that's a policy because so many innocent people have been killed while the police are chasing these knuckleheads. And unfortunately, it still happens. Even even when you get that when you get that uh, that directive to stop chasing, the bad guy doesn't know, probably doesn't know you stopped chasing him, and he's still running with red lights. He's still, right. you know, making yep. these hairpin turns, and 
It's someone's going to yeah, get hit and run over. But here, here we have the residual effect of not catching the guy and being hot, and they get out there. This is sort of an extreme example. Yes. The chase, the, it, everything's done. No one's chasing anybody. <laughs> it's, it's all over with. I mean, this except, is. Except now. This is one of those extreme examples. Not, now we have another problem once we get out to the house in Olympia Fields. Right. Grandma's there, the younger brother, who's the rock star athlete on scholarship at NIU, and something happens, right? There's a beef starts to develop. My guess is somebody didn't like the way their grandmother was being spoken to. And they may have said something about it, and when you have a, You can imagine, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got the pl- platoon of popo out there. Yeah. Having work cases of this nature, mm-hmm. my experience is, is that it was a matter of respect going back and forth and tone. Remember we talked about making friends when you're out there? Right. Try and make some friends, right? I'm, I got a feeling they went out there not with the intention of making any friends. They're looking for the Jaguar. They're looking for the cat that's driving it. They're not getting the answers they want, and they're getting more ticked off by the second. And what happens? We have an incident, right? <laughs> yeah. And now we got a lawsuit. Now this thing has turned into World War III. Now all the police agencies are being sued. The lawyers are getting paid. It's just a, it just turns into a whole thing. Well, it, yeah. Whatever happened at the doorway, uh, Mr. Mitchell, the young kid, uh, words are exchanged, and I guess one one of the officers just says, "That's the guy. Grab him." <laughs> they grabbed him, and then he, I can I can imagine how uh, how the high school athlete's feeling. You know, he's he's like, "This is." BS. And you know, this, you kid, got... th- this kid's in shape. So when you grab him, you, you better grab him quick and hard because he's uh, not soft. And so the Popo probably were a little over aggressive when they grabbed him. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, well, the Pope, the kid gets hurt. He, uh, you know. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly gets hurt. Allegedly. Well, that's what the suit alleges. That's what the suit exactly alleges. I mean, is he going to be starting? Basketball's coming up, right? He's a. Uh, is he going to be the starting point guard this year, or the injuries uh, going to keep him off the floor? It's uh, yet to be seen. But... And if he loses his scholarship, see how these things just uh, they tumble out of control. We yeah. go out there for this traffic thing, and, and next thing now, uh, we got a kid whose athletic career might be a promising athletic career. Well, might physically, what about the psychological trauma on the kid? He's like, you know what? <laughs> I've been doing everything right. Right. I've been exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm uh, my grades are my grades are you know. Fine. I'm a star athlete. I've got a, I've got a He's scholarship. A this kid's a rock star, man. And now it's and now, all over with for him, maybe. Now, he, he could lose a scholarship because of the arrest, right? Right. He could be kicked out of the college because of the arrest. If he did sustain serious injuries, his athletic career is over with. Exactly. Right. He's, you know, he's. We got all this bad blood with the dreams with of being these, a professional athlete. Right. Exactly. Or down these, down the, the drain. The popo agencies are being sued. The lawyers are getting hired. I mean, this thing is just turned into. So a we, all gotta, we all got to take a step back. Right. Take a deep breath and just analyze the situation fully. Hey, make friends. Go make out there and make friends. Make sure you have the right guy. Allegedly. Yes. That would help. That would help to have the right guy. We'll see where this ends up, Paul. This is the Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. Coming up. We have our favorite crime and punishment around the country. And we're going to uh, Washington, where uh, we'll see what happens when a judge chases a prisoner. Judge judge Buzzard. (laughs) Buzzard. This is the Popo Report on WSA 890.
back in a few. The Popo Report. Paul Ciolino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Here we are back again, Saturday night in Chicago, WLS AM 890. WLS.com, for those of you who uh, podcast this thing. Oh, Turn, don't forget about t- the Popo Tip Line. The Popo Tip Line. Let What's, us know what you know. We want to know what you know out there. What's Three, the tip line number, Loop? 312-590-0587. The tip line is always available. Can't sleep? Call that tip line. We'll listen to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what, Paul? Hold on. I, you know, that last story I originally told you, it kind of bothered me. The reason why it bothered me is because it happened to me when I was a kid. Uh, Case of my mistaken identity. You roughed up, you know, and a couple minutes later. They who were they looking for? Antonio Banderas? They mistaked you for Antonio? Is that what happened? Pretty much. Uh, they found the wrong Antonio. And, uh, hey, it was B, again, BS. The guy was right down the street, you know, it just all around. Take a deep breath again. Make sure you have the right guy. But that's helpful in law enforcement, having the right guy, because if you don't, it gets embarrassing later on. Yeah. It's really bad. Well, uh, next story, we, they got the right guy. Yeah, and this one didn't bother me at all. <laughs> Judge Buzzard. Where's Judge Buzzard from? That's a great name. Uh, out of Washington. Hey, if you're running Can for you pronounce election, that? Can you pronounce that, uh, if, the town? I cannot, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Chehalis, Washington. Chehalis, there you go. Uh, it's not near Seattle, I know that. Spent some time in Seattle. Never heard this name, but we have a judge. Uh, 85 miles from Seattle. Hey, that's pretty far away. Yeah. Uh, the judge, uh, he's an athlete, apparently. Took off his robe <laughs> and went straight for the bad guy who's trying and, to get away. And this is TV... It's made for TV. Worthy, okay? Th- this is a show in itself. So we got these two geniuses. They're in front of Judge Buzzard. My guess is Judge Buzzard is not a liberal judge. I'm, I'm guessing if he's sentencing you, he's going to drop the hammer on you with a name like Buzzard. You, you probably got a problem if you're in front of Judge Buzzard and you've just been convicted of something. I, I suspect your uh, days of freedom are short. Yeah. And and what happened? We had a 22-year-old, uh, Tanner Jacobson, 28-year-old Cody Howard. Uh, they didn't like what they were hearing in front of Judge Buzzard, so uh, they made a dash for freedom. He nearly got away. Young well, guys, they could move quick, right? These young dudes are fast. They're quick sometimes. One actually made it out. The, the one, it, actually, four, four prisoners were being escorted into the courtroom, if I'm not mistaken. And then the last two, they probably looked at each other. And they're like, yes, let's try to make a dash for freedom. It's time to get out of here. And that's very illegal. But Judge Buzzard, he's not waiting for the popo. He's not waiting for his clerks. He's not waiting for the security personnel. Off comes the robe, and he's he's moving, man. How old is the judge? Does the story say how old this judge is? I'm guessing uh, he's he's a young 
a young 40 to 50 year old judge, right? And in shape, apparently, and because shape. Uh, he's going down four flights of stairs right behind uh, our boys who are who are taking off in their 20s, in their mid 20s. And, and so. they're moving, man, right? Well, I mean, but you know, they're, but they're listen, still handcuffed. Motivated. They're still handcuffed too. I mean, they're not moving that much. But I mean, yeah, you could. Hey, I've I've had that adrenaline's kicking. Okay. It's a, it's a terrible feeling when a prisoner actually escapes. I, it, it's happened to some of my colleagues. And uh, fortunately, these weren't violent offenders. And it was just, uh, you know, mine, they were arrested for assault. But then, but I'm not, he, I'm he, not going to jail today, offenders. Okay. That's who these guys were. But here's the thing I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bad thing when your prisoner escapes, but you're going to get so much crap from your fellow police officers <laughs> that. Just make sure it never happens because you'll never hear the end of it. Your boss and you may, might get a suspension. Boss, your boss may not be too happy with you either. How did these guys get out of the courtroom? Well, right? Yeah, exactly. What were you doing? Exactly. And, of course, we know everything's videotaped, right? So there's right. going to be a long record of that. But we have the judge. And, I mean, the judge is moving, man. He is moving through the hallways, down the stairs, and he snags one of these dudes. This is a great story. Is it not? Boom. Got you. He got him. My man. Judge Buzzard, you made the Popo report in Chicago. Might be the most famous thing you uh, that will ever happen to you. I'll never forget that last name, though, Judge Buzzard. Way Judge, to go. we, we got to send Judge Buzzard a copy of this tape. <laughs> well, from Washington, we, uh, we crossed the country over to New Jersey. <sighs> Love New Jersey. Very, <laughs> <Where we> ha- <laughs> very crowded over there. Apparently the dumpsters and uh, the garbage cans are very crowded, too, because uh, our next hero... Uh, he gets arrested for dumping diapers, not a diaper, bags of dirty diapers. Right. And he's not a spree diaper dumper. He's actually a cereal diaper dumper, which is in, in a category, category all, all to itself. Apparently, uh, dumping diapers on the highways and byways is, is not, not allowed. allowed. It's, it's illegal. It's, Who it's would have thought, weird. right? It's weird. I, I have seen driving down uh, 57, 55, I have seen a balled-up Pampers come flying out at 55, 60 miles an hour over into the ditch. Poor taste, but nobody gets too excited. This guy's dumping not just one. Bags full of them. He's it, saving them. The it dump. becomes a thing for him. And unfortunately, we, we actually a, tr- a bad accident happened because one, uh, one of the diapers, motorcyclist, yeah. he, he was driving down the road, hit one of these diapers, and just went flying. Well, he said it was a game. He was dump, trying to dump them, make sure he didn't get caught. And he, of course, now, you know, motorcycle crashed in June. Uh, the Popo had to go work that accident. All right. Um, fortunately, the kid wasn't injured too badly. Bike was totaled. But now they're a little, they're a little fired up because they're seeing diapers everywhere yeah, on the streets and some, in the small and somebody town got, of And somebody got hurt. Thank God, not, well, uh, not too badly. But, right. Yeah, motorcycle. But, uh, His bike was totaled, though. That's a pain in the... Here's the thing. The guy who's dumping diapers 68 years old, so I don't think he's daddy. He's probably grandpa. Grandpa's out dumping diapers. And here we go. uh, There was a popo that acted on a hunch. You know, he spotted this uh, 68-year-old. He's out there in the middle of the night. It's 3.15 in the morning. He should have got I mean, this is a pretty easy one to get caught on, okay? Yeah, exactly. In Franklin, New Jersey, I imagine traffic's not too heavy at 3.15 a.m., but they catch him, and guess what? Uh, he's got problems. Thousand dollars in fine minimum, and I'm sure when the judge hears this story, not going to be too happy. I haven't seen this charge at all. Charge with interference with transportation. 
Well, they Wait. got him with what they could, right? Way to go. Way to go, Popo in Franklin, New Jersey. Now, yeah. we're going to the middle of the country now. We're going to the Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, where we have a man whose flatulence ended police interview pleads guilty. Well, the you've flat- been involved in a lot of interviews, right? I'm going to tell you, this is the first time I've ever heard this story. I've ever, never heard the police saying, I'm done interviewing you because it stinks in here, which is what happened. He yeah, got up and walked much. out of the interview and said, man, I'm not putting up with this. This dude's stinky. I'm done interviewing stinky. I'm sure he, I'm sure it was all planned. Hey, no harm, fo- no, ha- no harm, no foul. Stinky gets convicted without the detective testimony. You've been listening to the Popo Report. On WLS AM 890, after the break, we're going to head over to uh, South Carolina. One of our favorite states. Where we got a three-way going. Yeah, we love South Carolina. This is the Pope Report on WLS AM 890. We'll be back. Paul Ciolino, Lupe Aguirre, back with the Popo Report. Chicago, Saturday night. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. We're a little abbreviated tonight because there's some hockey activities going on. So, but we're acting packed still, right? Short, we're, we're, short and sweet today, Paul. What, what are our next favorite state next to Florida? We're in South Carolina. What happened down there? South Carolina, threesome goes very wrong. Uh, cops, or the Popo, as we lovingly like to refer to them. The Popo interrupted the threesome. Yeah, someone's member almost got bitten off. Allegedly. Isn't that why the Popo got called? Oh, these are the best. These are the best calls. When, uh, <laughs> when there's... When there's a little carnal knowledge going on, yeah. There's a lot of carnal knowledge going on in this case because uh, a 911 operator tells the popo, hey, I got a call. Female attempted to bite off uh, a guy's penis. Yeah. And uh, so the popo, they, they get out there pretty quick on this one. They want to see this, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of meth involved. There's, uh, yeah, there's always, there there's always a, seems to be meth involved, isn't there? When things heron, really go bad, around. Around. Yeah. Around. As they say in the in the city, sometimes, but uh, they get there and there's a naked white female on her hands and knees crawling into a hallway, and she's covered in blood. I've seen that before too. It's uh, and covered in blood. It's you don't know what to think. Nothing sexy about this scene, is there? Uh, no. no it's, you're 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 rolling up on this, going, man, not tonight. Why me? Why did I get this call? Why am I here? You're wondering where is EMS so they could come and handle That's this. That's right. And they're going, stop, stop. Stop what you're doing. She's not paying attention. No. She don't care. She's hissing. She's barking. <laughs> she's doing a lot of stuff, but she's not following commands. Growling. She's lucky, though. Yeah. She don't get shot. She doesn't get shot. She doesn't get tased. She did get tased, didn't she? She Probably. got tased. They tased her. Okay, well, good for her. They tased her, and uh, that got her attention. Well, it, yeah. They cut through the meth and the heroin and... Uh, I'm and, surprised, and actually. the blood and the gore. Uh, they, they, they got her attention after they tased her. And uh, Louise Luca, 26 years old, uh, you know, she says, hey, a little heroin tonight, a little meth. A little three-way action. A little three. What's the problem? Well, she started to fall asleep. <laughs> and they wanted to kick her out, but she refused to leave. And she uh, threatened to uh, bite off his, uh, his man-ness. And uh, they start fighting. They start pushing each other, you know, get slapped around, get punched around, and they just wanted to leave. And he calls 911. Get this. Pl- here, 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 911, please come and be a bouncer so you can 
I, we created this mess. This mess was created by us, you know. Nothing good was going to come out of this, but we want you to come over here. Resolve and, the problem. And, and be a bouncer. Conflict resolution. We exactly. want you to come out we and proudly, resolve the conflict. Proudly go out there and take care of business. And, and listen, uh, the guy who was the uh, alleged victim in this whole thing, he said, hey, if she goes to the hospital, I won't pursue charges. He just wanted what was best for her. Right. Right? He didn't want to lock her up necessarily. Go to the hospital. I won't pursue charges. Real nice guy. Well, good, good for him. And no arrest was made. Good for everybody. Even though somebody got tased, no arrest was made. This is a case of where, you know, it just fixed itself, which is, which is lovely. Well, now we go back up to an English teacher, back to New Jersey, right? We're swinging back over to New Jersey, huh? Okay. We're, we're back in New Jersey, and uh, this is a little bit more serious than diapers being tossed on the highways and byways. What did uh, Michelin... Actually, what happened to her? We got a 29-year-old English teacher yeah. out what, in New Jersey. What'd a, she do? She's accused of uh, inappropriately sexting uh, one of her uh, one of her students, seventeen-year-old. Yeah, well, what, what's sexting, Luke? Tell us. Tell us what sexting is. When you talk dirty to each other uh, by a text. Well, she was doing a little bit more than talking dirty on the text, right? right? She yeah. was sending nude photographs of herself. There's a lot going on here. There was uh, some kind of a purity test. You know, never mind the uh, algebra test. Never mind the chemistry test. We got a purity test that was allegedly, you know, sent out. Well, she has a defense. She has a defense for all these nudies of her winding up on her young student's telephone. She said the students might have gained access to her phone and sent her photos to themselves. They took my phone defense. Right. Now... Never mind. Which is plausible. The teacher has nudies of herself on the phone, and her students are able to get by her password and then send all the photos of her to themselves. I think it's a nice try, but it's not going to fly. It's not going to fly. Better hope Judge Buzzard isn't on this case because I think Judge Buzzard would throw the key away on her. Judge Buzzard will grab her and just uh, slam her down to the. uh more. Well, so here's my advice. The young teachers out there, okay, they may look like they're 18, your students. Do not sext with them. Don't send them nudies. Don't date them. Don't have them over to the house for cocktails. Nothing good's going to happen today, to today's world, because if you send something via electronically, chances are you're going to see it on Facebook real soon. In theory, it might sound, it might, might sound sexy, but no. You're going to wind up in jail. You're going to jail. You're still a minor. You, they're still, you, you're an adult. Yep. You're minors. Yep. Here is a. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. It's you a got no problems. No. It's a no no. It is. It's bad news. Well, we're going to kick it over to Birmingham, Alabama, where, Paul, we got a dad who's, who stops a, a mass gunman in a McDonald's. Well, listen, this dad is a concealed carry guy. He walks into McDonald's with his child, his children. He's uh, eating in Birmingham. Birmingham's a big city, big urban town. And a masked man comes in there with a weapon, and he starts shooting. The dad engages him in a gunfight. And he takes him out. But the dad gets shot. His kid gets shot. I mean, this, this is a for real bullets flying everywhere gunfight, 25, 30 rounds. Going off. And we're still not sure why the uh, masked gunman walked into McDonald's, whether he was uh, looking for someone, whether he was going to rob uh, the McDonald's. But he starts ir- shooting. Irregardless, he starts shooting, uh, and uh, there was a good guy with the gun. 
Well, there was a uh, it sort of worked out. An employee, one of the employees, a uh, minute the shooting started, he jumps into the freezer uh, to avoid getting hit. He says he hears 15, 20 rounds uh, go yeah. off, and he said if this guy hadn't stepped in, he was afraid everybody in that restaurant was going to get shot by the uh, armed gunmen. So, once again, uh, we get lucky because a concealed carry guy is around and he saves the day. Good job down there in Birmingham. Here we go from Birmingham. We're going to Potter, Nebraska. We have a chef <laughs> who was fired. I, I really I don't agree with this at all. I don't know why he was why fired. Not? Serving kangaroo meat? Are you kidding? It's so delicious and lean and nutritious. Kangaroo meat is the best. Yeah, but I'm guessing it wasn't on the lunch menu at the school, okay? Why would you add kangaroo? Kangaroo meat's got to cost more than sirloin or ground beef, right? Funding must be really great out there. You could go out and buy. I, I, listen, he buys kangaroo meat and he puts. He unfortunately serves it without telling anybody he's going to serve it. Well, they're not going to be doing it again, and he lost his job. Wow. Well, kangaroo is not on the. I, I, we're, if we were in Australia, would this be a, an accepted practice? I'm sure it would. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, let's round this out by going to. Uh, we're coming back home. We're coming back it. home to jo- Joliet. We're going to do a happy ending. A happy ending and one for the road. That's right. And what happened? We have a Joliet couple there in uh, Hawaii. They decided to take the romantic uh, helicopter flight around uh, Maui or wherever they're at, and boom, the chopper pilot passes out at about 1,000 feet. Oh, my God. And you have to spring into action, you know, and uh, they, try to try to avert a, a hey, major tragedy. They helped land this thing in 30 feet of water with the pilot passed out, and everybody survives. Everybody That's a survives happy in water. That's, there pretty, we go. That's a pretty heroic song. Minor injuries, you know, yeah. uh, but. He <laughs> lived the fight another day, man. That's a victory. There you go. The Joliet couple, you're the best. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WS AM 890. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to turn your clocks back.